Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially those of our those of you guys out there serving our country. Want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse or at Brupolo, Ofer, and Tupelo. Can't believe I've never used this one, but it would be weird, Robbie Falk, if Brupolo was in Itabina. Oh, yes. Itabruna. I've been there a time or two. Bruna Bita. I don't know which one I like better, to be honest with you. Bruna Bita? Bruna Bita. Bruna Bina? Yeah. I like that. I mean, you know, you got you got strange brew coffee and the satellite offense. I mean, what more do you need out of a, out of a town? The old Delta town of Itabina. There you go. My wife's uh, grandparents live there. Oh, so I've been through to... there a few times. <laughs> Whenever somebody says I've been through there, I always think about uh, Forrest Gump, where where Lieutenant Dan thinks that they that, that they're from Arkansas. Yeah, like, Little Rock's I've, a fine I've been town. through uh, Little Rock's a fine town. <laughs> I always think of that when people say they said they were from Green Greenbow, Greenbow Alabama. Alabama. He's like. Oh, Where you want to say you're from, Arkansas? I've been through there. Little Rock's a fine <laughs> town. Always makes me think of that. So, anyway, where if whatever fine town you live in, if you're looking for Strange Brew Coffee, just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it just to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on your front counter, we got a coffee for you at Strange Brew Coffee House. You know, this is a good weekend to get a new shirt from College Corner because you know it's maroon versus maroon you need new maroon because if you got old faded maroon it just doesn't it doesn't work it just doesn't work so now's the time if you haven't been to college corner lately this is a great time to go especially if you're coming up this weekend if you're coming through jackson stop at one of their stores they're in ridgeland by fleet feet they're in Floyd by the half shell and pick yourself up some new gear from college corner humble taco starville's best mexican restaurant mexican fair with Mississippi Roots, another place that's going to be buzzing this weekend. The weather, I mean, it, you know, I've been outside these past two days with the, the remotes down at the Sanderson Farms Championship. I mean, Robbie, you, it, it just, it can't feel any better outside. It's just it's perfect, perfect. And cool and breezy. The sun is, I mean, this is just fantastic weather, which is great weather to sit on the patio at Humble Taco. One of the best patios in the city of Starkville. And, of course, when you're out there, you're getting great food, great service, great margaritas. I don't think I said that right. Margaritas. It sounded more Italian than, than you know. <laughs> uh, margarita. Uh, margarita. That's not, that's not how it works. So anyway, when you want some some great tacos that you can't get anywhere else, head over to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs. 
Let's hit them up for lunch today, shall we? Make it really easy on yourself. Download the free Firehouse Subs app and place your order. It's ready within minutes. And when you pick up your sandwich, you also pick up a bunch of reward points. And if you're tailgating this weekend, if you're watching the game at home, having a party, a Firehouse Subs party platter, always a fantastic idea. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. That is Firehouse Subs. It is Friday. That means it's time for the three Ps here on Thunder and Lightning. I'm going to go ahead and tell you something, Robbie. Mm-hmm. If Mississippi State does not win this football game, Mike Leach, I will be in complete prove-it mode. I have to see it to believe it. I will I will lose a ton of faith in Mississippi State if they lose this football game. And a and a good team. I'm kind of there, too. But... They have to go two and one in this stretch. They have to do that. If they don't do it, they're not going to be any better than seven and five, and they're probably going to be six and six. If you're if you're being honest, so he's got to win this game. He's got to, he's got to win it for me. Otherwise, on Sunday's podcast, I'm going to be telling you that. Well, Mike Leach, I, I don't know what my faith level is in him anymore. Right now, he hasn't, done anything, he hasn't done anything that I haven't predicted at this point. Do you think this is the most winnable game out of the three, or is it Arkansas? Or is it Kentucky? I it's, mean, no, it's not Kentucky. It's not gonna be, on the road. Not going to be the most. I don't think so either. But it's really a toss-up in these two games, and I'm really interested to see what Arkansas looks like next week. So you feel like Alabama's going to beat them up a little bit? Yeah, and they'll have and, two and straight be losses down. and yeah, two straight losses and facing the, a trip to BYU. I mean, that's the that's only reason spot. I give them I give them that game a little more respect than this one, and I'm giving this a lot of respect. I'm just saying. Arkansas has the line of scrimmage and the quarterback. And I feel like anytime that you're able to kind of dictate the pace of a ball game, and if Arkansas can do that, you know, I feel like that's possible. You have the, you have the upper hand. A&M is so up and down offensively, I feel like they're kind of ripe for the taking from Mississippi State because they're just so inconsistent on the offensive side of the ball. So- I would go a step further than you there, Robbie. I would not say they are up and down. They're not They're, ever up. Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I can get along with that. But I, I do think they have the pieces to be dangerous. You know, they have they do a really, really good running back. They have four and five-star receivers all over the place. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the quarterback, I think, that can make them dynamic. So, he's gonna, Max Johnson's not going to make a ton of mistakes, but he's he hasn't been spectacular either. I think KJ Jefferson can be spectacular. So let's look at A and M offensively this year. Thirty-one points in the first game, but that's against an FCS team. I mean, an SES, an SEC, an SEC team versus FCS team, and you're not getting fifty. That's that's surprising. They scored fifty. And they struggled. I think they struggled like early on in that game. They did. Too. They did. Fourteen against App State seven of which came on special teams. They had a kickoff return for a touchdown in that game. They scored 17 on Miami, who we now know is a pretty overrated team. And they scored 23 on Arkansas. Again, seven points from defense. They got a fumble return for a touchdown. So offensively against FBS teams, just offense, they've scored 7, 17, and 16. Even with if you take everything into account, they're only averaging 21 points per game. Do I have that right? Yeah, 21.25. Now, they're very good defensively. 
Yeah. I mean, they're they're really, really good. Zero, 17, 9, and 21. That's great. Like, could, could you see this game being similar to that LSU game to where it's just like neither team's really doing anything on offense for most of the ball game? And then, like somebody blinks in the fourth quarter. I think I think I see it more like it was last year, and just a little bit of back and forth. And then there's some points on the board, but nothing. I, the under is probably if it's not if you're not going to hit it, it's going to be really close. Yeah, I don't think that, I don't think you're going to combine for 50 points in this game. I agree with that. I, I think it's. I mean, last year was. was 26, 22. Will Rogers threw for 400 yards. Yeah, and there was a safety in that game. Yeah. So, so I, you know, it's a very interesting matchup. I, I find it in, most interesting that State's a favorite by almost everybody. Yeah. Every national media person I've seen has picked State, which very similar to that LSU game. But in the LSU game, like FPI, I think, picked LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, SMP so th- Plus picked at LSU. So – it was a little different, but and this one is so strange. Just like everyone's picking state, nobody has any faith in Texas A and M. No one, right? Um, which you know, as a, a you you mentioned it the other day, like it's kind of funny. Like people just people don't want to be favored. As you know, Mississippi State fans think that it's like the kiss of death or something that their team's favored. But I think it's just telling of where A and M is as a team right now. Nobody has any faith in them. And they because, I mean, well, I mean, everybody knows that last week Arkansas just gave that game away. AM had no business winning that game. Arkansas was about to go up 21 7, I think, on that drive where they fumbled. Uh, and that was a 14 point turnaround right there that the game was going to be over. AM was doing nothing on offense and they gave it away. Um, and then Arkansas still had a chance to win it there at the end. So that game was was basically Arkansas losing more than it was A&M winning. So, I, would I mean, nobody – definitely agree with that. No one has any faith in this A&M team right now. That can change this weekend, but right and, now – And it's it really focuses around the fact that the quarterback position is just not good for them. I mean, yeah. Devon A-Chain is a, a, a fantastic running back. Now – his stats are a little surprising. He had such a huge game uh, last weekend, but this year, he I mean, he has 300 and uh, – what's his total here? He has 300 and – I had it just a second ago. 355 yards total rushing, right? He had 159 last week. So in the previous yeah. three games, he only had a, a total of what, like 160 yards? He had four, 18 carries for 42 yards against uh, Sam Houston, 10 for 66, which, I mean, from a yards per carry standpoint, is good. They just didn't um, get him involved, apparently. State, they didn't game. give him the ball. Well, they didn't – They didn't. I mean, they didn't they have the ball. like 30 plays. Yeah, that, that was kind of the big the big thing in that one is they just didn't possess it. Right, and then Miami had 18 carries for 88 yards, which is not a very good night at the old ball yard. <sighs> so you have to figure out what – is he just – are they just slowly – Getting everything going, or mm-hmm. was you know was last week kind of the mm-hmm. the anomaly, or what? And he had a long run in that game too. I mean, I, and yeah. I, I'm not one of those take the long run off because I mean he made the play, but I, it felt like he was just uh, constantly getting six, seven yards a carry. He had one big run that sort of skews it. And I think that he did that. I think last year too, if I remember correctly. 
I don't think he's an Isaiah Spiller type that's going to be a workhorse running back. He's kind of a big play threat. And, you know, he's he's averaging, I think, 39 yards a kick return. So mm-hmm. he's going to be a major threat in the kick game. State's got to boot the thing out of the back of the end zone every time. Um, he is a he is a, a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be one that you're going to give the ball to 25 times mm-hmm. and he's going to be picking up, you know, seven, eight yards a carry like that. He's going to be eating up chunks of yards. He might have four straight plays where he's stopped for three or four yards and then bust off a 30-yard run. Who does he so remind that, you of? Uh, Who are we talking about all the time that needs to get uh, the ball more? Tulu? Yeah. He's their yeah. Tulu. Uh, yeah, very they, much so. I mean, they need to they, find ways to get him the ball. What's so strange about their offense is they have these guys everywhere, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. their defensive line, too. Like They're recruiting all these defensive linemen, and mm-hmm. they're doing a really good job at it. They just picked up a five-star the other day. They're playing like – Three to five guys yeah. up front. Yeah, their their offense. They had two the guys. Transfer portal is going to be ripe with Texas A and M players. Oh, yeah, that's off season. This is going to be a lesson of you know why the NIL isn't going to work for your team. Right. But anyway, so you got a Shane who is um, doing the work in the backfield, and then it was a nice Smith, and that was basically. I think they had two guys with over ten catches, and then you know. A-Chain had a few uh, catches himself. They have not gotten a whole lot of their wide receivers the ball. I think that that's a problem for Jimbo Fisher. That's his offense. He's not getting enough playmakers the ball, and there's plenty of guys around to get the ball too. What's Now, you look at their quarterback situation. We all know they've made the switch from Haynes King to Max Johnson. It's interesting that Haynes King was completing almost 65% of his passes. Johnson in two starts is only completing 53% of his passes. He's 24 or 45. The difference is he's thrown no interceptions and and King had thrown two. King King had some turnover issues. But Max Johnson in this offense, he's just not a scary player. He's just not a player that you look at and you think, okay, that's the guy who can go out there and win the football game. And that's not to be disrespectful of him because last year here at Mississippi State, Max Johnson had a fantastic football game for LSU. But he doesn't have those kind of players, and he doesn't have, you know, quite frankly, you know, and, I, and I'll be, and I say this from a, a position of I don't even remember who LSU's offensive coordinator was a season ago. Don't have, I couldn't tell you. But better play caller, I don't remember who it was. It was a first year guy. It was, I think he came from the NFL. They tried to go the Joe Brady route again. Feet, it wasn't uh, Pete's. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, it's so weird because Jimbo Fisher is an offensive guy and he's got that huge play sheet and the offense is just like very underwhelming. It's, it's just, and it's they'll, they'll, really probably, come in, they'll like, probably come into this game and have 600 yards of offense. Probably. We're talking about. But he, he's kind of stuck in like 2011, 2012. He hasn't yeah. really tweaked his offense and, and, you know, the main thing that, and when people have talked about this, is that you know this offense, Mike Leach's offense, is designed around the concept of get your quarterback easy throws. Mm-hmm. There aren't any easy throws. He is constantly, you know, looking down the field into coverage. There's never just, hey, I'm going to run two yards and stop, and you throw me the ball here, and I'll I'll get forward and get five or six more yards. 
It's it's all it's all you know deep play action passing, and Johnson's just not the guy to do that. So if State, we've been talking about it all week, and then on Sports Talk Mississippi on Thursday we had Olin Buchanan from Texas on who we've had many times here on the podcast. And I said, Olin, you know, I keep getting asked, what does Mississippi State have to do to win? So I'm going to ask you, what does Mississippi State have to do to win? And what did he say? But, well, they need to limit Devon A. Shane, and, and they need to put the ball into Max Johnson's hand. I'm like, well, I guess I'm right then, because if Olin says it, I'm going to go along with it. But that's where State is. They it's have pretty to much make cut Max Johnson win this game. Yeah, it's cut and dry. And, um, you know, Max Johnson is solid, and he, he can beat you too. You know, he can make some throws. But I don't, I don't know if he's consistent enough that, you know, if that's your game plan, it's going to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. if you're able to limit what A-Chain does at running back, I just I, – I, I have to think the state's going to be in good shape on that side of the ball. Now, it's, you still have to do your job on the offensive side of the ball, and that's going to be a totally different thing because Texas A&M's given up 11 points a ball game defensively. They have a top 10 defense. They've been really, really good. And I, I got to think DJ Durkin is going to have a pretty good game plan too. So it, that's not going to automatically get you a win if you're slowing them down in the running game. But that's where you start. You're, you you want to make Max Johnson beat you with his arm. And more often than not, if, if he's got 10 chances, I can almost guarantee you that five of those or four, four or five of those he might win. And that's about it. I, I just, I'm, I don't think that, Eight times out of ten, nine times out of ten, he's going to beat you. Right. I agree. I agree. Other side of the ball, it really is as simple as State being able to protect Will Rogers for me. If they protect Will Rogers, they're going to win the football game. Now, I don't think we've got anything official, but I saw Paul on uh, 24-7 today talking about don't expect Dollar Bill to play in this game on Saturday, which means we think Nick Jones played the left tackle spot, which honestly – and I'm not saying I'm, you know, okay, you got another Charles Cross out there or anything, but I thought Nick Jones was very good uh, a weekend ago. I know it was against Bowling Green, but, you know, you get moved to left tackle mid-game. That can be a problem for some people. It really didn't seem to be for left Jones, for Nick Jones. I thought Steven Lasoya came in and was good at left guard. I assume he'll get to start there. I think Nick Jones is a little more athletic than uh, – Dollar bill. Yeah, I agree with that. Which could help you in the SEC when you're going up against a speed rusher that mm-hmm. is kind of difficult to handle on the edge. And this is a, like you mentioned earlier, this is a loaded group for Texas A&M. I mean, you've got a ton of five-star and four-star guys, but the, most of them are freshmen. And so, you know, this is their first real on the I mean, last week they played at a neutral site. This is their first on-the-road experience you know, so there, there's this potential for them to, you know, for the moment to be a little big for them. Um, but if State protects Will Rogers, I feel really confident in Rogers' ability to do what he did a season ago, which is go for over 400 yards against the saggy defense. It's interesting. A&M has been really, really good against the pass this year. They have not been good against the run. Do you think this is a possible game where State gets its running numbers back to where they were the first two weeks of the season? I want to see Will Rogers kind of dissect the defense before the play. If he sees some space there for them to run, attack it. If they're going to come out in the zone defense and they're just going to be falling back like some teams have done, which I don't know if we've seen that as much this year, but if they're going to do that, 
attack it until they start drawing in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make uh, hopefully at some point maybe they'll run some man because I feel like Will's really good at finding that man coverage mm-hmm. and hitting a big play down the field. And I like their chances with Caleb Ducking and Rara Thomas in one on one coverage. I just do. I'm, I feel confident those guys can win against a lot of defensive backs in this league in one on one coverage. So if you see those opportunities hit them immediately. Um, And, you know, if you see the opportunities to run the football and pick up some cheap yards, do that too. But they've got to execute on the offensive side of the ball. Will's got to um, hit the guys when he finds them. He's got to take care of the football, which he does a pretty good job of doing. they got to block. they got to catch. Uh, Because against LSU, none of that stuff was happening consistently. So this game, they've got to do it to – to be able to have success against a defense like this. This is going to be one of the top three defenses you probably play this season. Agreed. Bama, Agreed. Bama Georgia, and, and A&M. Yeah, LSU, LSU or A&M. Are, 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 LSU and A&M are probably very similar. Very similar, and which, you know, I mean, LSU had a lot of success against Mississippi yeah. State. So it's good. State's got to be better than they were two weeks ago. I think being at home plays a big role in that uh, for Mississippi State. I think because you you've said it before, I think the crowd got to Mississippi State in in that game, which is surprising, considering all the veterans they have. But it, it clearly was the case. And then when we talk about special teams, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, as long as you're not missing extra points. But special teams right now are a legitimate strength for Mississippi State, and that is a wild statement considering how bad they were on special teams a season ago. Yeah, you know they've. It, and, you know, they, they have had three big mistakes, and that's a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But everything else has been almost perfect. That's the thing. Like, they, they've kind of overcome those mistakes with even bigger plays and special teams and, and plays that have not just been, you know, taking care of the football or whatever, but have been, you know, game-altering type plays, plays yeah. that have been dynamic, returns, uh, the 53-yard field goal last week punting that that flips the field so i mean they've just been really good uh on special teams hopefully the pat situation is is out of the way i think otherwise been good. i think rayburn's pat was a fluke briscardi's weren't yeah i think i think, I think rayburn's was i think fluke. that i think rayburn's was maybe like a hold yeah I don't, I don't i don't i need to go back and watch it again but regardless but of that other than that team. i mean and, and in this game this is when you absolutely have to have the kicks out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah, talked can, last week about you like absolutely this, cannot let a shame. Right. No, this was a this, last week was a was a game where you could try out those short kicks and get them in short field position and stuff. No, you can't this, give a And M a single return in this. I agree. I agree, especially in a game that we think is going to be low scoring. All mm-hmm. it's going to take is one to be the difference uh, in this game. Anything we're missing? I mean, I, I sort of want to go back to my first point, which is the, the the Leach legacy starts getting defined at Mississippi State on Saturday, and I I don't know, you know, I don't know that if people appreciate that enough. That it, I, I'm not saying he's going to get fired at the end of the season by any stretch of the imagination. That's not going to happen. He's definitely going to coach in 2023, but and, yeah. unless he unless he goes three and. Well, yeah, nah, if he, if he loses eight, out, three and nine, whatever. Yeah. If he were to lose out, okay, I, I grant you that. Maybe, maybe he's in trouble. But you know, even if he's six and six with a loss to Ole Miss, he's going to be the head coach in twenty twenty three. 
but it's how comfortable are you? Mm-hmm. You know, how, 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 how much faith do you have? How many season tickets are you selling? Cause people believe in you, you know, you've, it starts with this game, getting people to completely buy in. I think for the most part right now, even after the LSU game, people are still on the Mike Leach bandwagon for the most part. But they are going to start jumping off if you don't start winning these games. These are the games Mike Leach was brought in to win. You are a favorite at home. You should win. Yeah, this is a That's big not game. not a high expectation. No, no, this is a huge game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, you know, they, this is a top 20 team. They have all the talent or whatever, sure. But this is still a game that you are good enough to win. You need to you need to win this ball game because the schedule is is quite unpredictable the rest of the way. I mean, outside of Georgia and Alabama and East uh, Tennessee or whatever, those games are pretty much the outcome. We kind of know where where it's headed, but the rest of these games are basically toss ups. State has to win these games. You got to win these games to take the next step. You're wanting to get to eight or nine wins. You're wanting to get to a, a decent bowl game. To do that, you have to win these games. You didn't do it against LSU, but you can make up some. You can make up some of that ground that you lost in the next two weeks, and we'll see if they do it. This is where you got to start. You need to win this game. I agree, and it's also important for for next week. I mean, you lose this game, and I mean you're looking at a sparse crowd. I think next mm-hmm. week against Arkansas. That's why I think th- this. I mean. I don't think it's quite as bad as basketball where, you know, people needed like five to six straight wins to get to the hump. But I think people were still not completely bought in. I think there would be a good crowd this weekend to be a really, really good crowd next weekend for an 11 a.m. kick. You need to win this game. And that goes a long way for you trying to get to eight wins, getting a big crowd in in the uh, facility the next two weeks. I agree. I agree 100%. You know, a win, I think there's going to be a good crowd Saturday, I think between I'm gonna say between 55 and 58. That's where I'm guessing. A lot, a lot of tickets still in the uh, secondary market. They are, but I think I think they're gonna get a good crowd in there. You win, and then next week we can talk about maybe getting to 60,000. But you lose, and it's gonna be 51, 50 next week. I mean, it's just yeah. And then after that, It'll I mean, be worse than that. Yeah, it could be. It could very well be. So, all right, let's move on into our playmakers and predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you are looking for something to throw on the grill this weekend, if you're going to be tailgating, if you're going to be uh, just cooking out at the house or, or whatever, beef is the way to go. And like we said earlier this week, you know that, that little wisp of fall is in the air. It's nice and cool. Maybe it's time to do a pot of chili, pot of taco soup, maybe just some spaghetti, something in the big Dutch oven, whatever you want to cook though, you want to have beef as your main ingredient because beef is good for you. And it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi beef council. Two brothers smoked meats. I spoke earlier about hanging out on the patio and enjoying the weather. Well, two brothers is another fantastic spot to do that. And of course the food is second to none. The smoked wings, the pork rind nachos, the pork belly tacos, also known as the Robbie Falk special. So many good things on the menu at Two Brothers. You got to get there and check it out. This weekend, that place will be a great spot pre-game, post-game, whenever game to go hang out and get some great food. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. They make it easy for you. 
at Advantage Business Systems, they make it super easy because when you're talking about great products and great service, it's something everybody promises you. Advantage Business Systems delivers it for you. And they have been for 47 years. You can't keep your doors open that long unless you take care of your customers. So you know their track record is great. You know they're telling you the truth when they say they treat you like a neighbor and not a number. When you need products for your business, you need copiers, printers, uh, computers, laptops, whatever it is, they've got you covered at Advantage Business Systems. And then when service has to be done, you know you're talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi that can fix your problems, in many cases, the exact same day. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I actually uh, stopped by the Rogue on uh, on Thursday and met up with uh, with Luke, the uh, the owner there, and saw the products that, that I've been talking about uh, for, firsthand. You know, I've seen them online, and, and, and now I've seen them firsthand. And guys, these are really, really good shirts. Really good shirts. And you have to look at them as an investment. Yeah, you can go buy a cheaper Adidas polo that's going to feel cheaper than you actually paid for it. It's going to feel like, you know, half of what you paid. It's going to fall apart. It's going to look bad. You just don't want that. Go and get a quality shirt that's going to last two, three seasons and look good every time you wear it, and you get that from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. So many great options there in the polos and quarter zips, and they've got the logos that you want. State Script, M over S, The Walking Bully, and new stuff's coming in every day. They're going to be checking out. They're going to have some more, a lot more options for you very, very soon. Don't worry about living the three-stripe life. Live with the Rogue's Collegiate Collection, the Rogue, the Rogue.com, and the Rogue on Instagram at the Rogue JXN. All right, so it's time to look at our playmakers. Robbie, offensively, who do you have for the Bulldogs? Oh, on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like I'm kind of agreeing with your point about the offensive line being okay. important in this game. And it just feels like the game's going to be uh, on the shoulders of a guy like Nick Jones. And it feels weird calling an offensive lineman a playmaker, but you're going to be protecting the most important guy on the field, Will Rogers. I feel like Nick Jones is a very important piece to this team winning this ball game this weekend. So, you know, this is a big opportunity for him. This is the biggest game he's ever played in at the left tackle spot. He was in. He was the starter in the bowl game. He, was, he played a lot last week, but this is a different story. For Mississippi State to have success, I feel like Nick Jones is going to be the, the key for the Bulldogs protecting the uh, left side. That's a good pick. So, sort of, you know, off the radar. You know, we don't normally go with a lineman there, but that's a good pick. For me, we're going to keep the campaign rolling here on Texas A&M week and go with Tulu Griffin. I thought State did a good job last week of getting him involved early. They've got to do that again. And the, and then again in special teams, he, he he's going to break one. It's coming soon. It could be this week. But I, I want to see Tulu Griffin in that 7, 8, 9 catch range, see what they can do. And I, I, I liked what they do with him in the short passing game, but I want to take the top off with him one time. Just Let's just let him run underneath one and see what happens. If you can make that happen. So, uh, also on, on that note, by the way, uh, if you listen to the tailgate show three hours before kickoff on WKBB, so that'll be at noon. I get an interview with Steve Spurrier Jr. and we talk a little bit about Tulu Griffin. Robbie, he agrees with us. Want to get that guy the ball as many times as he possibly can. 
He's been listening to us. They they listened to us last week, and we don't want. I, I don't want them to think that we've let that go. Let, let that go by the wayside. But we we're not just content with Tulu getting the ball last week. Right. It's got to be an every week kind of thing. So so I'm glad we're bringing this back up right before game day, so they know that we are still trying to get Tulu the football. Absolutely. We're not satisfied with last week, although that was a good step. It was. It was. We we were pleased, but never satisfied. What do you got for a defensive playmaker? On the defensive side of the ball, I, I just believe that the state's going to have to stop the run. And Buki Watson has been really good this year against the run and just overall at the linebacker position. I think the state's linebackers have been really good altogether. But I, it, it feels like he's going to have to have a big game for state <clears throat> to have a, a chance to win this. So I'm going to go Buki Watson. You and I are on the exact same page. I feel like Watson is going to be key for Mississippi State in slowing down Devon A. Shane. I, I do believe that he, he, the linebacking core is big for Mississippi State in this game. You know, they're going to be missing Deshaun Page, who even though Zach Arnett's not aware of it, was injured and uh, has to has to will not be playing in this week's game. Uh, but uh, Johnson, Watson, Wheat—that's th- those those guys have got to do well. And State's got to find some new guys to step up there. No question about that. I don't know who yeah. it's going to be. It's going to be JP Purvis has to has to step up. Maybe a true freshman like Avery Sledge has to step up. I don't know. But Watson to me is the key for Mississippi State. He's got to lead that linebacking core this weekend. And by the way, I I don't know if it's been shared or not, but I don't I don't expect this to be a long injury for Page. No, I don't either. Um, but can we just stop with the with the injury stuff? It's silliness. We we we've seen Deshaun Page on Instagram post that he's injured, he's out. Like Zach, so what you're so now what you're telling me by by trying to play this off is that you aren't paying attention to your own linebacker group, which we right. know is not true, but that's that's the impression now that you're giving. Yeah. When you're saying, I don't know what, like, well, so now you're saying you weren't paying attention to your linebacker group. Like today, I mean, was he at practice today? Yes. I mean, and it's like, you know, Mike Leach after the guy, oh, Dollar Bill's healthy. No, he's not. He was out of his pads and we, we physically saw him limping off the field. Yeah. So, like, if, if we're you seeing. Should able to, stuff, you should be able to come back to that question. You should be like, oh, Coach, you said last week Dollar Bill was as healthy as a horse, but he didn't play today. So, can I assume it was disciplinary issues? Yeah, so now now we're going to paint him in that light that he was a problem off the field. Yeah, I mean, it's just just say he's hurt. We'll re, we'll reevaluate him. We don't know what it is, but yes, he went out of the game yeah. as ever as the it, as the forty thousand people in the stands and the millions at home saw and millions. Yes, he is injured. That's that all you have we, to we say. All saw like, that's all you got to say. All, we don't know. You what guys it is. saw he went into the injury tent. We took him out of the game. We'll evaluate him and hopefully have an update for you before the, before next Saturday. Simple as that. Treating, treating no everyone issue. like a bunch of idiots. Is exactly. Just, it's, exactly. All makes right. No sense. <laughs> it's not the injury report. I just, had to, I just had to rant about that. It's fine. We, we, that's what we have a podcast for. If we want to rant, we can. What do you yeah. got as far as the, uh, the, the X factor in this game? Uh, X factor, I'm going to go with Ra Ra Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, Needs to have a bounce back game. You know, he had a big play against LSU, but for the most part, struggled in that game, especially late, and did not play well last week, which leads me to believe 
something's going to happen with him this week in a good way. I just feel like, you know, there's going to be a, a couple of plays there in one-on-one coverage. He's going to make some plays. He had some big plays and some big games last year. So I, I, I really feel in my gut that Ra-Ra is going to come up with a, with a couple of nice plays in this game at key moments. I like that pick. I mentioned it earlier. A&M has not been good against the run this year. So after getting the week off, I think Jaquavius Marks needs to have his first real big game of the season. Um, especially, especially in the, re- I, I know we're talking about the running game, but he, he's not been as big a part of the, the receiving game as he has been in years past. Maybe that's a good thing. State's getting the ball further down the field of the wide receivers, but I just expect Marks to have a part to play in this game. He had the touchdown run against LSU. I could see him being a guy, If even if it's not a long run, he is a vulture down there on the goal line. They like to give him the ball in goal line situations, so he could have a couple of scores uh, in this one. So Jaquavius Marks will be my X factor. What do you have for the prediction? I'm putting my faith in Mississippi State once again, Brian. I've picked State every single week so far this year, but the games that are, you know, true kind of toss-up ball games, um, it's is where it might get muddy for me. I I'm picking State again. I I really believe that they can win this game. I think it's going to be close for the most part, but I think State's able to get a touchdown late that wins it. So I'm going State 27-20. Robbie, something's up. Something's in the water. Because you and I are on the exact same page here. I'm one point different than you. I've got Mississippi State winning 28-20. This is the this is the limit of my faith in Mississippi State. We have reached my breaking point. If State loses this game, I'm coming back on Monday to talk about how I don't know if Mike Lynch is going to get it done here at Mississippi State. That's where I am. I've given him two and a half years. It's time to show up and win a game that you deserve to win, that you are the better team in. You are the Mississippi State is the better team on Saturday. They they should win the football game. It's just, it is, it's just that simple for me. I don't feel like I'm holding Leach to an unfair expectation by saying in year three, you should win a game at home that's your favorite to win. Yep. I just don't I don't feel like I'm 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 doing anything that isn't worth five and a half million dollars a year. And that's yeah. just that's just where I am. He's so. got to do it. And th- this is a chance. How about uh he can go over five hundred? We've been taught we've talked about yeah. that in like four different games the last two years. He can get over five hundred and get over that hump. Yeah. Again, in year three, he's at five hundred overall for a five million dollar coach. Yeah. He's got to win these games. That's right. At some point you start saying, is it worth it? Are we getting the return on investment? Right. For a coach that we're paying five million dollars, if he's making one million dollars every time he wins, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we'll be back on Sunday for uh, the recap for things that are true for Tell Them Falk for Coffee is for Closers, and then next week another big week for Mississippi State with the Arkansas Razorbacks coming into town. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.
Talk Mississippi Media Production.